The scripture reading for today is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James, his brother, John, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud a voice said, This is my Son, the Beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome with fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. I attended seminary at the Iliff School of Theology in Denver. And one gorgeous summer afternoon, I accompanied three friends on an adventure to climb one of the many Colorado peaks that surpass 14,000 feet in elevation. Now, thinking of mountain climbing as vertical ascent, I was more than a little apprehensive. But I was relieved to learn that we had actually embarked on more of a steep hike than a technical climb with ropes and pitons and carabiners and danger. When we reached our goal, after no small amount of exertion, there was little time to admire the view. We had to make our way back down from the mountaintop while the sun was still shining high enough in the sky to light the trail. But the 20 minutes or so that the four of us did spend at the summit of that Rocky Mountain was well worth the effort. It was like being on top of the world. From our vantage point, we could see several other peaks, as high as the one we stood atop, but none higher. We could survey other lesser peaks, follow meandering rivers for miles, and actually look down on birds in flight. The four of us had such a brief time to appreciate the view from the mountaintop, but it is an experience I'll never forget. I'm sure you have had mountaintop experiences of your own. Maybe not on literal mountaintops, but peak experiences that lifted your spirit and drew you into a deeper-than-normal awareness of the presence of God. 
those experiences are not uncommon in the scriptures. In Exodus chapter 24, God calls Moses to ascend the mountain where he had a profound experience of God's presence. The author of 2 Peter is self-described as an eyewitness to Jesus' majesty while with him on the holy mountain. Earlier, June read from Matthew 17, an account of Peter, James, and John's experience. We refer to it as the transfiguration, and we recall the event every year on the Sunday before Lent begins. Jesus had invited these three men who made up the inner circle of his group of disciples to accompany him to the mountaintop. Suddenly his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. At once Moses and Elijah appeared to talk with Jesus. Frederick Beekner comments, It is as strange a scene as there is in the Gospels. Even without the voice from the cloud to explain it, they had no doubt what they were witnessing. It was Jesus of Nazareth, all right, the man they'd tramped many a dusty mile with, whose mother and brothers they knew, the one they'd seen as hungry, tired, and footsore as the rest of them. But it was also the Messiah, the Christ, in his glory. It was the holiness of the man shining through his humanness, his face so afire with it, they were almost blinded. At least one of Jesus' disciples wanted to preserve the experience. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings for you, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Perhaps nowadays they would have thought to capture the event with the video cameras on their mobile phones. Of course, now there is a church there. This is Mount Tabor, thought to be the Mount of Transfiguration. Can you see that structure at the top? It's the Church of the Transfiguration. It was built there by the Franciscan Order in 1924. And inside is this breathtaking mosaic illustrating our story. Before anyone could respond to Peter's original idea, A bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. The disciples were gripped with terror, but Jesus calmed their fears. Bishop William Willimon says, Peter wanted to fix that transfiguring mountaintop moment in concrete, seal it in epoxy for all time. But we can't. Glimpses like that come and they go. 
in God's continual flirtation with the world, only rarely does God bowl us over, write some slogan across the sky in neon. More often, God quietly courts us, teases, pulls back the curtain for only a peek. And when such a glimpse is given you, on a mountaintop in Judea, or in a Sunday pew in this congregation, cherish it. But don't even try to capture it, for it is a gift, a glimpse, a fleeting, blessed gift of revelation. The transfiguration was to last only a moment. It was a glimpse into a future that had not yet become now. They still had to go down from the mountaintop, back down into the valley where there were sick people to be healed and disputes among the disciples to be settled and lots more work to be done. There was no way to freeze this glistening mountaintop moment in time to make it last forever. They had to go down to the valley, unable to tell anyone about what had happened, with nothing more to sustain them than a glimpse. One shining moment when the veil was thrown back and they saw. What kinds of mountaintop experiences have reinforced your faith? What events have lifted your spirit, making the incomparable presence of God unmistakable? Perhaps it's that incandescent glow that comes over you when a baby reaches out to touch you, or when a tiny rainbow appears when the sunlight plays in the window. Perhaps it's the embrace of a loved one, or a sunset over the ocean that takes your breath away. Perhaps it's the glory of a hymn or the words of a prayer that send your spirit to the window of heaven. It's just a fleeting moment. But then we couldn't stand much more than a moment of such splendor. And we don't need more than a moment to change us forever. That doesn't keep us from wanting those moments to linger, if not to go on forever. But Peter and James and John had to come down. And like them, we have to come down from the mountaintop. Life goes on. We can celebrate these moments of keen awareness of God's presence for what they are. We can learn from them. We can cherish these mountaintop experiences as reassurance 
of a loving, a magnificent God who is always present, whether we are consciously aware of that presence or not. But we cannot stay on the mountaintop. Now it's time for us to take our own figurative steps down from the mountaintop of the season of Epiphany, that fancy word we use for those fleeting glimpses of glory, and move into the season of Lent to face once again Jesus' trial and crucifixion and eventually to celebrate his glorious resurrection. From the mountaintop, everything seems so clear. In the valley, where we live most of our lives, there are days when we may not catch a glimpse of God's glory. But we can recall the view from the mountaintop and know that even while everything else in life changes, God is with us. Always. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God of all majesty, we thank you that on a lonely mountain, Christ's human body was transfigured by your divine splendor. For in his face, we have glimpsed your glory. In his life, we see your love. Illumine our lives with the radiance of Jesus' love, and inspire us to shine in faith as his disciples. Transfigure us into his likeness, that we may live for you as he lived, and love others as he loved. Give us strength to serve you faithfully. Transform us by your Spirit. And let your love shine in all we do and say, that all the world may see your radiant light guiding all creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As we go forth, may we walk in love and light. May we look upon each neighbor with the love of God. May we be the light of Christ to all we meet. Amen. listening to this podcast of the First United Methodist Church in Turlock, California. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike license. For more information about our church, 
visit www.fumcturlock.org or call the church at 209-668-3000. Visitors are always welcome. And now, may the peace of the Lord dwell in your hearts this day, and may God bless you.